When I was 12, I could no longer be weighed on the doctor's scale. When I was 13, I was at least over 300 pounds, I think. And I, had, there, I was in band, and they had to make me a new like, band uniform. Two years later, they had to make me a new one for marching band because that's just how like, fast I was growing. By the time I graduated high school, I was over probably 350, if I had to guess. I had no idea. All through college, I worked at a McDonald's because it's a very small town. And my manager's son was also very large. And I, you know, like when you're still so, so very isolated, you don't know anyone around who's like you. And you see that one person who is, you really like feel a bond with them. You're like, oh, you're my person. I get you. Like, wow, there's someone who's like me. He passed away when he was 28. And I remember thinking I was maybe 22. And I was like, hmm, 28. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'll probably live till I'm 28. Your physical reflects your mental, right? When you see someone who looks a certain way, you know how they think of themselves. And so if you care about yourself, if you see value in yourself, um, if you have decided that your life is worth living and you are going to be alive when you're 28 and you're not going to die of diabetes, of fatty liver disease, if you have decided those things, you are not going to let one day mess that up. You're listening to the Forging Fury podcast, a show dedicated to bettering lives through fitness, nutrition, and inspiring stories from athletes of every stripe. What's up, sweet people? This is Coach Riley. You're listening to the Forging Fury podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Michael Gray, and our guest, Hannah Wilt. What is going on, Hannah? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? It's good. It's good. It's all good. It's all happening. We're on a rock in space, if that helps anything. So what's going on, Hannah? How you feel today? Uh, I'm uh, optimistic. Yeah, we'll, optimistic. We'll say optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> Michael, how you feeling? Are you good? I'm optimistic too. There you yeah, go. I love that word. Go. Actually, I'm excited because uh, I know when we both started this podcast, when we talked about people we wanted to interview, uh, the two of us had Hannah at near the top of our list. So yes. we're we're happy to get her in we here. We definitely and, uh, wanted you in here as 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 soon as possible, if Aww. that means anything. Yeah, definitely. So yep. thank you for being here. We we appreciate having you. Yes. So Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. So tell us where you're from. What do you do? Uh, current favorite uh, color or vegetable? Okay. Color. Favorite color is pink. Okay. Yeah. Don't okay. judge me. <laughs> no, favorite vegetable all. would be Brussels sprouts because, mm, yeah. I think I've heard that from you before. Yeah, they're delicious. Yes. How they do you are cook delicious. Them? How do you cook them? Uh, fried in beef tallow. Oh, tallow. So oh, beef tallow. I don't play. I don't play games. <laughs> Where do you that, find that? Um, even Walmart has it now. Beef tallow. Do you know huh? that's how they used to cook McDonald's French fries? In no, beef they did not. Yes, back when they Why were did good. They stop? <laughs> exactly right. Because it's high fat. Yeah. Oh, that's that gross. Fat no, will give um, you heart disease. That's right? why you go Pencil to keys. uh Buffalo Wild Wings now because they use beef tallow. Mmm. Okay. They're not as good okay. as Wingstop. Oh, but, you're a chicken wing connoisseur here. No, I'm actually not, but I just know a lot of things <laughs> okay. about uh, beef tallow. Oh, so. well, that's important. Well, okay, chicken, you're from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's circle back, circle back. Oh, where, yeah. where in Ohio are you? Uh, no, this, we, is, this is still about chicken wings. Just, okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Have you had Quaker steak and lube chicken wings? <laughs> Come on. Yes. That's Western Sandusky. Pennsylvania. Sandusky. Yes, Sandusky has mm-hmm. it. Those are the best wings you can buy Oh, see, in I America. went there. I definitely got a... Burger. Is it wow. Okay, well, My this brother? has been a great interview, Hannah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. 
Yeah, mistakes were made, apparently. So whereabouts in Ohio are you from? Uh, Toledo. Toledo, okay. So what what do you do? What do you do? Tell us about Uh, more of your everyday life. Okay, I am a third grade teacher here in Arizona. Um, I studied early childhood elementary education in Ohio. I taught for, well, I subbed for two years, and I taught second grade in one year in Ohio before I moved here to Arizona to teach third grade. Third grade. Yes. You know what you might be interested in? I was a third grade teacher for many years. Were too. you really? Third grade it's is the, the sweet best. spot. Oh, yeah. It's the best Because you were a third they're grade old teacher, Michael? Yeah. What? It's they're, the best They're old grade. enough, you don't have to wipe their nose, but right? they're young enough that they're not complete jerks. Yeah. No, they're the best. But it's the best. It. You guys because don't know, too, I was a third grade teacher as well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because second grade, they come in, they're babies. Yes. Like first graders. They're babies. Right. By the end of fourth grade, they're monster people. Right. Mm. I should probably not say that no, they're that's monster fine. people, just but don't they really name those are. monsters and you'll be fine. They really are. And so third grade from the beginning to the end, sweet spot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'll never move awesome. I didn't Best. know that about grades and kids and Yeah. No, no, third grade. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a third grade teacher, Michael. If you're, if you're gonna that's teach, crazy. start with third grade. Okay. I don't I don't I just teach grown adults now. Third and grade. sometimes children. People always look at me and say, Oh, I bet you're a middle school teacher. No. No. Because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I'd, oh my god. I'd have killed one of them. Yeah, those kids they get like they get a certain age and they get a little bit crazy i remember when you first came into the gym maybe not on your first day but when i first noticed you yeah you were very memorable because you're a very very encouraging person and oh, so oh, when we were doing we were, oh we were doing um endurance man endurance is tough for me and you were like there's some people who are very very encouraging but in a way that's tough but you were encouraging we were like yeah you know i feel like i can do it. like you get it you were there like i was like okay i can probably like do like maybe one more round ish maybe but well, yeah so I, I remember you yeah well thanks i i remember when you came in and one of the reasons i encouraged you is i knew i knew you were in here and you were working hard you always work hard when yeah. you're in here and i remember when i first saw you i was like dude i'm this girl's awesome she's mm. taking control of her life and i mm. love that it wasn't until months later that I looked up your Instagram account and I realized that before you even walked into this gym, mm. you had dropped, what, 250 pounds. Yeah. So you had done so much work before you even walked in this gym. And I was already yeah. impressed with how hard you worked when you came in day one. So that's what really got me wanting to talk to you on, on this podcast because your journey is amazing. So, yeah. so go on, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Like, well, that's the thing when you start out from that, from like from rock bottom, right? You've never had that experience before. So for me, everything is new. Mm. And so I don't really see it as working hard. I just see like a new experiences, things that I can do now that I've never been able to do in my entire life. So it's just, I mean, if you're doing something and it feels like work and you're dreading it, find something else wow. to do. Wow, I like that. That is like you live one time. Don't spend your life you're in doing something that it feels like work. That doesn't mean it shouldn't be a challenge. You should challenge yourself. You should do voluntary hardship every day. Do something that is challenging. But it has to be enjoyable or you're never going to stick to it. I wish it's I all had about like sustainability. Like a DJ button, just repeat that, circle loop that over and over again. Because yes, totally, you need to do hard things. Yeah. Hard things are good for you. Yeah, because it's all about sustainability. It's about what can you do for the rest of your life. And if you hate it, uh, it's not. It's not for you. Yeah. So was uh, was there a certain turning point where you knew that you had to make a change or you knew mm. that you were like, okay, something's got to change here? For a lot of people, that's what it is. There'll be some sort of a health scare. There'll be a death in the family, something that um, makes them want to change. For me, it was not that. Um, well, I guess so. I was always very, very large as a child. I remember when I was 12, I could no longer be weighed on the doctor's scale. When I was 13, I was 
at least over 300 pounds, I think. And I had, there, I was in band and they had to make me a new like band uniform. Two years later, they had to make me a new one for marching band because that's just how like fast I was growing. By the time I graduated high school, I was over probably 350, if I had to guess. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, by, and then, because I just really didn't understand anything. And it's really just the kind of a mindset that you get into. Totally. It's a mindset. You just don't know. Um, you don't know what you don't know. And so by the time I graduated college, probably 450. Then my scale that I bought went up to 440. And I was like, I'll never be 440. I'll be fine. This scale, I'll never be. Because you just always tell yourself, right? You're just living it. That'll never happen to me. That'll never happen to me. But you don't actually change anything. Mm. Yeah. And so that didn't last very long. Uh, So I never bought another scale after that. But when I started losing weight, I had to lose a significant amount before the scale would read any number. And it flashed 447 one day. And so I don't know what my starting weight was. Yeah. I round about, least say, 450, but honestly, it was probably more like 485. Could be more like 500. I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, and so all through college, I worked at a McDonald's because it's a very small town. And my manager's son was also very large. And I, you know, like when you're still, still so very isolated, you don't know anyone around who's like you. And you see that one person who is, you're going to like feel a bond with them. You're like, oh, you're my person. I get you. Like, totally. you're, like yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. For, but for me, it was like, wow, there's someone who's like me. He passed away when he was 28 from either fatty liver disease or some obesity-related condition. And I remember thinking I was maybe 22, and I was like, hmm, 28. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'll probably live till I'm 28. And I was like, yeah, that's that's about right. Well, that's how it was. You know, I'd never even attempted to change anything before. Um, And so, I mean, I'm going to be 28 in August. I'm not dying. Heck yeah. High five. I'm not dying. Unless an accident occurs, it will not be um, from something I did. But then it was just like this bubble I was living in every day was the same thing. Um, Just ate to cope. Didn't even know um, what I was eating. I just did all the time. And then I and I think it was about December, I started taking online dog training classes. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, I did. A lot of people have success with animal therapy. And I think that that's just something that I inadvertently stumbled into. You know, just having something there. Because I was always saw myself as very subhuman. I couldn't make eye contact with anyone. Anyone talked to me. It was like, please just don't talk to me. Pretend like I'm not here. I don't want to take up space in this world. Because I was already, like, you couldn't miss me in a room, right? So I was like, just pretend like I'm not here. This isn't happening. Just, it's not, it's not, we'll just all pretend like it's not happening, right? I'm not here. And so I'd think that it had to really be an online class because there's no way an actual person could have reached me at that point where I was. I just would not have been receptive. So the way that the dog trainer treated her dogs, the way that she treated her people was just with such kindness and love that I had never seen anyone treat other people like that before. And I was just so invested in her philosophy of learning and her philosophy of how she just lived her life and treated other people. And I started thinking, if she saw me, if she were going to treat me, if she was me, how would she treat me? How would she think of me? What would she do? And if she was me, how would she think of herself? 
And so it was about from February to October, I really just shifted how I saw myself. I shifted how I saw my world. I shifted how I saw myself in space and time. And I said, you know what? I have value. I have worth. And I'm going to do something about it. Um, and so I should probably email her and tell her these things. Yeah, she would <laughs> because, probably because really I, enjoy um, this. I only ever audited her classes. Um, I never actually talked to her. I never interacted with her in any way. I just watched her interact with other people and animals. You should definitely reach out to I her. I should probably email her because she completely changed my mindset. She changed my life. She changed the trajectory of my everything really it just, just goes to show you don't know where you what impact do not yeah you don't know. know what impact you're gonna have on people and we sometimes you don't even know they're watching and, they, and you inspire someone to do something like this we are so connected as people as a race and we just don't we can put blinders on so often and forget how powerful our words are yes um and our intentions too so from february until october it was really just a mind shift change in October I was like okay I feel better about myself now let's see what I can do because you know you know you have to do something and so I was I, I didn't know what to do and then I realized there's so much information I started out on the um reddit keto subreddit on oh, the yeah. wiki on their fact and what attracted me to that was that I kind of felt like it was like a hack right mm. it was I'm not eating healthy I'm eating bacon i'm eating butter i'm eating all these i'm eating chicken like i don't have to eat vegetable like totally. i didn't know what nutrition was i didn't know what health and 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 things were and so that was like my introduction to it was just like i i thought that i would have to just survive on broccoli and chicken breast my whole <laughs> life and who wants to live that life yeah. honestly and so i started out just making small i started eating an omelet every day for breakfast Step one, eat, mm -hmm. stay woke, eat your egg yolks. Yes. So I started out eating an omelet every day for breakfast, put butter in my coffee, and that was just a way to kind of extend um, my fast because I did get into intermittent fasting quite heavily. And then um, I think so October 5th was my, the first day where I woke up and I ate an omelet and I never looked back. October nice. 5th. October 5th. Yeah. And then October 31st. Nope. Wait, when's Halloween? October 30th? October 30th, 31st. October 31st. Most years, it's on the 31st. October 31st <laughs> of 2016, I had gone to my grandmother's house, and we had a tomato soup. So there's a lot of tomato soup, you know, not a ton of, I mean, it's a lot of carbs because it's tomatoes. It's uh, not a lot of fat, and I was hungry. So I didn't allow myself, first of all, to eat it, because I'm like, ah, oh, this probably isn't aligned with my nutritional goals, but it's my grandma, so I'll just, it's not going to Yeah, don't say no to grandma's that. food. Yeah. So, Don't do it. So I was hungry. I was really, really hungry. I did not eat any of the candy from Halloween, oh. but my family Not got, even one. Not, no, no. But my family- You're a better person You are a I superhero. <laughs> but my family ordered Marco's pizza. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. And I was so hungry. And I looked at it in the fridge, and I'm like, no. And I was like, yes. And I ate two pieces of it. When I woke up in the morning, I felt so bad. Not only physically, because at that point, it was almost a month of- of shifting my eating and so of course I felt bad physically but mentally what that did to me and then waking up and seeing and you know when you get on the scale after eating bad like it's not you didn't gain three or four pounds of fat it's just water or something but looking I'm like this is the opposite of what I want for myself this is not going to make me reach my goals this is not 
um, what I've been working for. And so that was the last time that I've ever eaten anything that I would consider off plan. Wow. October 31st, 2016. 2016. So it but is, the today way is uh, February 16th. It is 861 days. Holy oh, cow. Man. Yeah. Yep. 861 that's, that's days. That's real deal. And you didn't cheat once. Like, well, I mean... By and large, you, you kept consistent. I have not eaten like a piece of bread, a piece of pizza. I haven't <laughs> eaten sugar or anything in that time because it's just not what I do now. It's, and it's like my identity. It's like how I identify with myself because I see myself as, as all of these things. Now I am, I, I, I get up and I, I get up in the morning. I'm driven. I'm like enthusiastic. I have a good attitude. I'm positive and I do all these things. And one of those things is I really see that the way that I eat, the way that I've changed my life has allowed me to be those things. And so I would, if I would ever go somewhere and like we were at Red Lobster the other day and there was like these and I'd never actually seen what are they like the cheddar biscuits oh, I don't yes. even know what they were I've never I've, people talk about them all the time because there's like tons of like keto imitations like Red Lobster biscuits I'm like what are those but no and they were like you should try it. you should try some because people don't get it like I'll like play it off I'm like oh yeah I do keto but it's not that hardcore well yes it is that hardcore for me it is but I pretend like it's not because you don't want people to know you're a crazy person so some people strive with structure like structure gives yeah, me balance to life either, and I can totally identify with that if yeah. I get off the rails like I feel scatterbrained I don't feel like I have my life together yeah like I need structure equals balance to me like I'm mm -hmm. balanced when I have structure. You're either a moderator or an abstainer. And I am an abstainer. I cannot moderate. No, no. Yeah. You, you just know who you are and how you work with it. Um, and they, and, I, and then I'm just like, if I had even tried just a little bit, I think it would have been such an identity crisis. I just, I can't. And, and I don't know if that's particularly very healthy because that tells <laughs> me that I probably have some more work to do with my relationship with food. Really, I do. And of course I do. Um, but We all do. Yeah, You're not alone do. in that. We do, but um, it's just it's at at this point it's 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 really like to the core of my being and how I see myself really. So we made these lifestyle factors uh, changes. We picked up these dog classes. Let's get in a little bit more of your fitness, like when mm -hmm. your fitness journey. So when you, when did you start doing like did you incorporate exercise? When did you kind of think that that was the next step? Because you started with your diet, yeah, just your diet. And right? that's also what kind of blew my mind too, is I always thought, okay, now, okay, this is health, right? You're surviving on chicken breast, you're eating broccoli, and you're doing all of these things in the gym that you just hate life. And you're basically like, you hate life? Like, what, who would want to live that life? Not very many people, unless you were raised that way, unless mm -hmm. your parents were that way, unless you were doing sports. You're not going to just go from having the lifestyle that I had to wanting to do that. You're just not. Um, Correct. So what blew my mind was realizing that I did not have to get off the couch to reach my goals. And I think that's very important for anyone in the same situation to know that your diet is 80%. Say it again. Say it louder for the people in the back. And, and, and I think really it's more than that. Uh, your diet is, is, is at least 80% of your health and fitness. Well, I think that's why people fail the most because, yeah. you know, when I, Decided I was going to start getting in shape every time for years and years and years. What I do first, I got to the gym, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're overweight, you can lose some pounds pretty fast. But if you don't change your diet, how long does that last? So then I'd fall back into where I was before. And there we go. So the fact that you say diet is 80%, that's huge. Yeah. I see so many people really just struggling and especially, you know, just recently with the January, everyone was started working out and I just want to like, don't start. Okay. Everyone is different. 
If you are very, very motivated by going to the gym and that is what makes you change your diet, then do it. For me, that would have led to quick burnout. It would have led to very, very quick burnout. Let thy food be thy medicine. Mm. I think a smart person, some smart bro said that. (laughs) So after a year and almost a year and a half, I'd say, and I was down to 250, I think. So I had already lost 200 pounds. With just changing your diet? With just changing. I did not intentionally. I think one time I walked my dog around a lake (laughs) and it was like three miles and it took me almost two hours and I made like an Instagram post like my legs hurt and I was and I'm looking at that. It was three miles. It took you two hours and your legs hurt like girl, you were a mess. But also that was very, very like I did it, you know, and then I was done. The first steps. No, and then I was done. Oh, then you were. There were no more steps. So that was that wasn't like the summer. I did nothing Again, because I'm like, success. Okay, you can do it. Don't need to do it again, right? Yeah, no. Um, and then in February, um, my some of my coworkers were very into um, health and fitness and working out. And we I just joined a group of them doing uh, online workouts. What are the beach body workouts? Beach body. We all started there. Oh, did we? We all wanted to I be hated up. life. <laughs> All right. Well, we all started there. Didn't we? Did we, we ended there. Did or, we? or P90X. P90X, oh, yes. Okay. I, broke, I broke myself trying that. that yes. Yeah. P90X, it's intense. Yeah, I hated it. So, I, I liked the it. environment. I liked being with my coworkers. I liked that it was fun. We were having fun. That was the first time I ever really moved my body and had fun. So as long that's, that's a good start too is realizing that movement and activity is fun. And that's why I said you should do something that's challenging, but if it's not fun... You, it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to be something you're doing for the rest of your life. Do something that is fun. And so it was fun for me because of the environment. I hated it because, well, it was the first time I ever moved my body intentionally. So I hated it, of course, but I liked the environment. How'd you feel afterwards? Were you mm. just blown up? Were you sore, really sore after those workouts? No, because I really didn't do a lot. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do a lot. So I mean, it, but it's just, you don't have to when you're starting. You're just making those habits. You don't have to do a lot as long as you're telling your, 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 for, your, just, making those habits and once those habits are in place then you can start doing a lot if you start right off the gate doing a lot you're not going to be doing it for very often um and then from there i tried um a a gym right across the street it was a one-hour class circuit training gym um it was like one of those giant um boot camp type training style and it was circuit training so there's bells every Depending on what we're doing, it could have been 15 seconds to a minute and a half, depending on what we're doing. But it was very motivating for me. It was the first time I'd ever been in an environment with like loud music and you're like feeling a pump. And I was like, what is this world mm-hmm. right now? I loved it. We've um, all been there. And then so I was like, okay, I love this. I want to find a time to make this a routine. How do I do that? So now I had to now shift because I, I got my nutrition habits where I wanted them. Now I needed to make fitness habits. How do you do that? And so I started very you had to do very logically because at this point i had shifted my thinking i'm very like logical about my decisions now i I get a very analytical vibe from you yeah and and that's fascinating to me because that's an aspect of my personality that i didn't know about myself until maybe like last year but there's a whole lot of things i didn't know about myself until about a couple years ago i'm still learning stuff about myself like yesterday yeah (laughs) it's right it's a whole learning thing like you got your whole life to learn about yourself like what do you want to hurry for um and so, okay, so the first thing you have to do, because I don't want to work out after school. I am beat, right? I need to go home. I need to watch Netflix. I need to go to bed. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and so it has to be in the morning. It has to be before, before school. So, so it doesn't start in the morning. It starts the night before. When do you go to bed, right? And then 
from there, when do you go to bed? When are you going to eat? Because I'm not going to eat with a whole bunch of food in my stomach. So then I had to think about that. And so it's just all these steps that I had to think about before I even set my alarm clock. What steps do I need to take to ensure success before I've even um, made the act of actually getting out of bed? You wanted to control all the controllables. No, I, I'm, not, I'm a big fan of controlling the control. Yeah. That's all we, the stuff we can control, I think we, yeah. we should try to. And so that's um, from there. So I'm still tracking all my food. So I'm a big proponent of what can't be measured can't be improved upon. So I got like a planner and I would give myself points every day. So do I get, did I go to bed on time? Check. Did I stop eating before five o'clock? Check. Do, and just recently what I've noticed is that I'll be done eating for the day. I'm not hungry. I'm full. But I don't want to get ready for bed. I don't want to take my makeup off. And I was Why like, is that? I don't. I just didn't want to. It's like <laughs> one of those chores that you just dread doing. I can't relate. No, personally, but <laughs> well, it's just like a chore that you dread doing. And so instead of doing that, I would go in and the macadamia nuts would suddenly mm. come out of the cabinet. <laughs> How are those getting there again? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so then I would just be eat like past like the point of fullness. I'm like, oh man, like now I have to go because another thing about working out at five o'clock in the morning is that everything that you ate the day before you really can't like you. You when you wake up, your body tells you what it thought about that. Totally, it does. Um, Instant feedback from your body. Yeah, and, and so, I think that you you became like through this time you've become in tune with your body. I think that's a thing that people aren't aware of at all either. Yeah, and so that's why I don't practice intermittent fasting anymore. That's why currently, since I started working out here, because it was the first time I'd ever done strength training or anything with the weight at all, um, you know that your scale weight will fluctuate quite a lot when you start incorporating weights. And so I actually, and this was very, very challenging. It took me several months to come to terms with the fact that I cannot weigh myself every single day and remain a sane person. I can't. Either I am going to stop going to the gym I'm going to stop lifting weights. I'm going to just stop doing things that I love, that make me happy, that give me energy, and that I want to do. And I worked really, really hard to build this routine into my life. So either I'm going to stop doing that or I'm going to stop weighing myself. I can't. Which am I going to stop doing? We saw which one won because yeah, Hannah is currently killing Because I'm it. still here. So I can't. I, I stopped weighing myself, which was the first step to kind of being more like in tune. And then the next thing I had to do was... I had to stop fasting because when you do very, very high glycogenetic workouts like this and then you're just like depleted and then I'm like, I can't eat until noon, right? And so I, because I, I was still in that like you can't like very, very restricted mindset and so I can't eat until like I was dying and I will not allow myself to eat and I was at school and it was like a disaster no one like you do not want to be in a classroom full of people when you're so very hungry hangry is a real emotion it's a it's a problem and so I've I had to stop um fasting as well because it's just if I am hungry now I'm going to eat and if I am not hungry I'm going to stop and that's what I have to do now um and so now on my little tracker by my in the on the wall now I have um Instead of, I used to have calorie goals. I used to have um, right into weight goals. Now I just have, did you listen to your hunger? Check. Did you honor your fullness? Check. Then you can go to bed satisfied and I don't need to know anything else. So it seems you've navigated your, your goals or the things you measure between like at one point they were numbers. Yes. And then now we've gotten away to more of like in tune with our body. Say, hey, how do I feel this stuff? Like they were you've very, navigated that so, yeah. so well. Some people never like, I can tell you personally, like 
I like I try to hit these numbers every day. And like, if you told me that I wasn't going to hit mm-hmm. them today, I might get a little anxiety. That's exactly <laughs> how, that's why I had to stop tracking because if I was hungry and I was out of my macros for the day and I took one extra bite, suddenly everything was in my mouth and it was just, I was done. Cause why not? My number's already done. I took the one bite. I'm done. Might as well eat everything, right? You have the mindset of a Navy SEAL. Uh, you messed up a little bit, so you're just going to mess up a lot. So I might as well just yeah, And that is the everyday thing for people. Like, oh, well, you know, I had pizza for lunch, so I might yeah. as well have a hamburger and fries for dinner. And so when I started here, I was very, very weight driven because when I started here, I was 201 pounds. I cannot remember being under 300 pounds in my entire life. So I was almost under 200 pounds. I was 201.8. And I think I hadn't eaten a lot because I was so focused on that number that I was so deprived of all, like, I just have to get to the number. I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to give this number. I have to weigh this much. So I'm not going to eat this. I will eat two eggs with a tablespoon of mayonnaise. And I'm not allowed to eat anything else because I want to be under 200 pounds. And I remember when I got 201.8 all the way home from the gym because I didn't have to teach that day. All the way home from the gym, I just cried. I cried. And then I went inside and I had some sort of like a, like a, a I was done, like emotional, like something. And I just ate because I was like, I was so very depleted and I was so close to that number. And then just something just happened. I just started like, I think I ate like a jar full of almond butter. Oh, that's my other thing. Almond Been there, butter. Been done that. Got the t-shirt. Yeah. Jar full of almond butter. And so from then... I just like, I, cause I can just like beat myself up. I'm like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up the next day. Screwed up, screwed up, screwed up. And so from there until today, I've had to just stop. Like I cannot do that to myself. I don't care what the scale says because do I want to be strong or do I want to be under 200 pounds? Or do you want to be sane? One of the two. Yeah. Or one of the three. Well, well, and you can't see your composition changing underneath you. Like that's the thing when you start doing things like this. Diet is one thing. You yeah. just shed the fat, but when you start building muscle, and that's, that's heavy. And, and that's what I had never done before either. And so then when I the first time I put on three pounds, and of course I didn't put on three pounds of fat. Like it would have been impossible. Even if I had eaten a jar of almond butter every single day. I was so it was not three pounds of fat, but I was so up in that mindset um, that it was just any kind of weight gain was not acceptable at all and then I can retain water like crazy if after the very first time I ever back squatted the next day I was up 30 pounds 30 in one day oh like the weight on the bar no the weight on the scale wow I can retain water like nobody's business and so I really had to decide okay it doesn't matter and that was it took about what is this eight months later took about eight months and it's still a challenge every single day not to track my food it's a challenge every day not to get on the scale but if I did those things, I would be a neurotic mess and I would have to stop coming to the gym. Well, and I don't want to do that. And that's where you have to get into non-scale victories because everything's so about the scale in this yeah. world. But I mean, I, I've been following you lately and you just ran a 5K. So that's got to be something where Toledo you're like, Batman. forget the scale. I and just ran a 5K. That's a reason why for me, CrossFit is what I enjoy doing. It's my chosen activity. It's my chosen fitness because of the community. Uh, I need to be surrounded by people. I needed to be surrounded in a positive, encouraging environment. I need that in my life, and I'm very aware of that. And so the very first time I ran a 5K, it was an accident. 
because I showed the, up on the a old Thursday. The old 5K. Yeah. Oops. Can't say I've done that before. Whoops. No, that was because I showed up on a Thursday and someone was talking and they were like saying something about a 5K. I'm like, oh, he's funny. He's talking about a 5K. I'm going to joke around too. We're going to talk about a 5K. And then I realized it was actually happening to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that when you was know. Not a, that was a, what am I doing here? And then I'm like, okay. I'll run 800 meters. I'll row 800 meters. I'll run and row and run and row. And that's what I'll do. Right. And then I didn't. I just, because when, when you're in that group of people, and that's what I've never had before in my life, when you start and you're with that group and there's someone hanging back with you, you feel a certain level of responsibility there to like you're there he's there she's there whoever is there with Hannah's you about suffering, to make me cry on a podcast whoever <laughs> is there suffering along with you you are there for each other and if that means that you accidentally run a 5k at five o'clock in the morning when you hadn't even run to the speed bump before a few months earlier if that's what that means then that's what that means and that's why i've chosen crossfit and that's what brings me here every day at five o'clock in the morning is that sense of community which is also a thing that crazy people do show up at a gym at Thank 5 a.m yeah i'm aware <laughs> it takes a I special to, kind of person i have to convince people i'm not crazy actively convince people I've always, or i think actively convince myself yeah. <laughs> well that's all that matters if yeah. you can convince yourself i've been to quite a few crossfit gyms in the 5 a.m groups that i have been they've always been the best people though it takes yeah. a certain person to find that kind of that that peg hole or that 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 personality type but they're really good people yeah anyone that comes to the gym at 5 a.m you're invited to my birthday party because you are a good yeah. person it always seems to happen that way like you don't find bad people that get up that early to work out no i don't know they got they got places to go yeah they got they got see. yeah they got things so they're busy so we we've talked about a little bit about your kind of being here across mm-hmm. the fury like what tell us some other things that you've enjoyed about being at our gym so other than like running accidental 5ks or yeah, like the people <laughs> the people in the gym like what what has kept you here what is is it because it is so uh maybe numbers based some analytical stuff that your brain likes um no i think really just a lot of there's the, the there's a lot of different types of people here there's a lot of people here who are incredibly fit and i can look at them and be like okay what i like to do too is sometimes i think about what was their childhood like like what steps did they make throughout their entire life that they're at this point in their life and they're that fit like what did that look like and so i can try and kind of emulate that a little bit like what do you think that they would do during this time in their day so you kind of feed off other people yeah. In the gym, yeah and so i like that too and then the level there's some the level of intensity here um i think is something that is very unique and that draws me here as well and then just the encouragement even if you don't finish a workout i still feel successful i feel like it was worth my time i still feel like i did something for myself and for uh, the betterment of my day and my life and so i just feel an incredible sense of satisfaction and achievement you feel like you've done something you feel like you've done work if i can feel like that every single day why wouldn't you um and i think for me too because everything is so new that um I mean, the whole life is new. I remember when I, in February, for my box jumps, I was jumping on a 20-pound plate. I couldn't get like... When you first got here? No, no, no. That was in February. I was jumping maybe three or four. No, that was when I first started like exercising. When I first started exercising. I started exercising in February, moved here in June. Uh, I was jumping on a 25 pound plates so was three or four inches off the ground well i was i'm at 500 pounds i don't leave the ground that's not what i do <laughs> i don't jump um on things and so being able to do that so i don't actually know 
how high I can jump now, but my box jump now, I've I can jump on the actual, I've like, watched you do at least 50 box jumps to a 20 inch box. I can do the, the, um, the wooden boxes. And the first time I did, I actually, well, the first time, I mean, cause I got tired and that's another thing I've had to learn is like to listen to my body when I'm tired. Like, okay, listen to it. Don't just keep pushing. Cause I will. And I'm, I'm, I just will. Well, with your mental fortitude, uh, you'll probably just go right through that. But so I, uh, I, I missed the box jump mm. on the wooden one, and Ooh. I scraped up my 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 um shin. And to this day, looking at that scrape gives me a certain level of satisfaction. <laughs> it's like one of those like battle scars. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. The the, the, the international sign of a crossfitter is they have a shin gash. It's yeah. from a box. You, you know you're one with someone else. So I can jump. So that's been very very satisfying is being able to jump any any workout with burpees. I will finish last or not at all because I'm so very slow. I mean that's just I'm so slow at burpees. But, right, right now um, you are. Right uh, now you're slow, burpees. But maybe in about a year you'll be doing. That growth mindset you're exactly, forcing on me. Exactly. What I always think when I when I see you is, even if you are slow and you are the last one mm. done, you're fighting every second. Like you talk about box jumps. I remember a specific workout. Uh, it was a partner wad, and you were doing the 20 inch box jumps on the wood box. Oh. And. You, maybe you, maybe that was the one then. You, you, know, you didn't I've fall. Done that since. It was a tough one because oh, okay. I had, I had done it and. I just remember thinking I'd gotten tired halfway through and I just decided to scale to step ups Oh yeah. because I, you know, sometimes that's what I do, but you jumped every single well, one of those jumps. And, and I was, I was so impressed by that. That's like a mental thing too, because I can, I've spent so long not being able to, and that's another thing with the, uh, we just had a workout with where we were um, moving the yokes and I thought the yokes were 90 pounds. And I was like, oh, man, these are so heavy. I can't lift these off the ground. How am I supposed to walk with these stupid yokes? I can't even lift them off the ground. And they then, look really cool, though. And then Peter was like, yeah, you should probably just stand with them. You know they're 200 pounds, right? And I was like, oh, they're 200 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, well, then we need to throw 50 pounds on here. And I need to walk around with it because that is what I walked around with every single day of yes. my life two years ago. Wow. And you know that thing got moved all the way across the gym five minutes later. You better believe it, um, Jack. Because I was like, well, it's all it's all up in your head anyways. If you think you can, then you can. And I was like, 200 pounds, I got that. That's easy. That's your, nothing. Your, your mindset is just like all we... We are here, so, connected via mindset. So when it was 90 pounds, it was impossible. But as soon as you tell me, and, I was, and you just <laughs> switch that mindset, and you're like, oh, you know I walked around with more than that every single day of my life. I can lift this, day, this stupid yoke, and I can move it across the gym. That's not So it's really just all a mindset. And just being able to is everything for me. So I want to ask you one question. This just came up just as we were talking. Is that everyone kind of reaches a certain point where they like falter or trip up or mm-hmm. they, they have a bad day or mm-hmm. they, they kind of go back to revert to old habits or like, and it does happen. Like, yes. what is your thought process and kind of what are your steps that you go to to get back on track? Because everyone falls yes. down. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it happens it to me. It happens to all of us. Everyone makes a bad choice to, to do what they want or live yes. life. And like, and then how, how do you go about in your brain of like, okay, it's happened. Yes. I've, I've messed up. How do I get back on course? So how do I get back to where I want to go? How do I do that? Yeah. And so that can be really, really challenging for me because I can spiral really, really fast. Don't we all? You're not alone with that. that. Um, and so what I, you have to take a step back and say it is one day at a time. It is one foot in front of the other. You stumbled, but... You just get up and you take the next day and it is what it is. It's one day at a time. Uh, Every time we have, like even just this morning with the runs, 
it was just I could I could walk right I could walk I already know what's going to happen if I walk if I walk I'll feel better in the moment I don't know what will happen if I tried to not to that's what I don't know so what if I didn't what if I just tried not to walk what if I just did it 10 more feet what if I just went to the end of the building without walking okay I made it to the end of the building what if now if I went around the corner I didn't walk Oh, I did that. I wonder if I could do it again. <laughs> and so it's really just consistency over time. Can I do it? Well, I did it before. I bet I could do another 10 feet. I did it yesterday. Can I do it today? I bet I can. So even from like, not even from a physical standpoint. So I know that I've eaten well in the past. I know I've made those good decisions nutritionally. I know that I can do that. So I'll just, I'll just do it. I know what it feels like. Why wouldn't I want to feel like that? I know, <laughs> I, I know what it feels like to, to eat like I don't care about myself. What would it feel like? to eat like I do care about myself and that's really the difference I'm going to eat how because it's your physical reflects your mental right when you see someone who looks a certain way you know how they think of themselves if they look like they're super fit you know that mentally they have that mental um mindset um and so for me I mean I just you just you you can I don't know, your your physical reflects your mental. And so if you care about yourself, if you see value in yourself, um, if you have decided that your life is worth living and you are going to be alive when you're 28 and you're not going to die of diabetes, of fatty liver disease, if you have decided those things, you are not going to let one day mess that up. Oh my gosh, I've been blown away. I this know, has man. been we could go for I, like another thirty I, minutes. Oh yeah, this just, is a, we started talking, man. <laughs> yeah, we, the time we flies when you're having fun. But this has uh, been a great, great interview, man. I'm I'm gonna listen back to this, and I'm gonna have to you know grab some Kleenex. So Hannah, if people want to follow you, I I followed you on Instagram. That's where mm. I first saw the beginning of your journey. Where were they? Where would they go? Well, I do keep a fitness account on Instagram. It's mostly keto related because. Um, I've just been very focused on keto. I don't have a lot of content about working out or fitness or CrossFit, even though that's really the defining feature of my life right now. But uh, I do actively post um, mindset material and food on Instagram under the handle of hungry underscore keto pillar. That's an awesome handle, by the way. Yes. We're still searching for my new handle on Instagram. We're taking suggestions, but... That might be like top five all time. Riley is uh, surrounded by good Instagram handles. Oh, yeah. yeah I, just, I just have <laughs> my name. quite inadequate. I feel, I feel so uh... uncool that I don't have a cool Instagram name. So we're, uh, we're on the constant search for a cool um, Instagram handle for me. Hannah, we just want to thank you for being on the Forging Fury yes, thank podcast. You so much. It's such an inspirational story. There's so much to take away from this, and we thank you. Yeah, and, 1, and it, the reason why I would so very enthusiastic to be on here is because if there's one person listening who ever felt like the way that I did, I can't imagine where you are, but if you happen to be listening to this, I mean, all it takes is one decision at a time, one change in your mindset. Just decide that you're worth it and then wake up and eat an omelet, right? <laughs> that omelet just changed the omelet that That's changed it. the game. That's what you have to do. We are totally inspired by your mindset, your, your self-awareness. You have crazy self-awareness and we just like we're super grateful that you're here yeah and well thank you for joining us all right thank you